0: Hello and welcome to the Boobing It Podcast, where we lift the lid on breastfeeding and tell you what it's really like. I'm your host, Ruth, founder of boobingit.com and mama of two. On the podcast, I'll be telling to people about their breastfeeding journey in the hopes that their stories will help and inspire you. From time to time, I'll also be joined by some special guests. So let's get on with the show. I'm joined by Lindsay, who is mommy to Matilda or Mighty Matilda, as she is known by on Instagram. Matilda is almost two years old and she has Down syndrome. Both Lindsay and Matilda do so much to raise awareness of Down syndrome, both online and offline. For those of you who don't know, Down syndrome is a condition in which a child is born with an extra copy of their 21st chromosome. Now, Lindsay was one of the first mamas to share her breastfeeding story on boobingit.com, which I am so grateful for. I know her story resonated with so many, and since it will soon be World Down Syndrome Day on Sunday, the 21st of March, I wanted to invite Lindsay on to talk more about her and Matilda's amazing story. So welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having us on today. Thank you so much for joining me, Lindsay. Um, So I know that you found out Matilda had Down Syndrome when you were pregnant with her, and would you mind explaining like what were your initial feelings about that and what kind of support and information were you given around Down syndrome at the time?
1: Yeah so we found out that Matilda was going to be born with Down syndrome when I was it was between 17 and 18 weeks of pregnancy and um, we were actually on holiday when we got the phone call so um, it was a bit I think it's like more shock thing you just you feel like it's not really happening to you and we were sort of in denial for a wee while we thought, hmm, tests could be wrong. You know, we looked we googled everything, you know, could the test be wrong? And uh <sighs> it wasn't obviously wrong, but we were just in that denial stage and then it sort of led from that to being fearful of of the diagnosis. We just thought what is this, you know, how are we going to cope with this? We have other children, um, you know, we both work, and, you know, is our lives over now? Are we going to be caring for this really sick child in all our life? But, you know, Keith and I both don't have any experience with disability, so it was only our thoughts, our thought process was because of that, you know, we didn't have any background in that. So, um. yeah, I would say we were extremely fearful and we were devastated to be honest um initially that that that, you know my family members my friends all know you know how we really felt about it. it took quite a while for it to sink in so um the support we had was amazing our fatal medicine specialist in the ulster hospital she was fantastic from the beginning you know even even during the phone call she didn't apologize you know about the diagnosis which i find a lot of women go through she was very very supportive you know she reassured me that children with down syndrome can lead very happy fulfilling lives can you know be healthy and um she sort of reassured me in that sense that i wasn't you know going to lead this life of misery really which is what i initially thought it would be so i'm very grateful that we had that midwife um to support us and actually we remain friends to this day now so, yeah we connected quite well together and she's very supportive um, of Matilda's journey and she actually puts us in touch with other mums who maybe have a prenatal diagnosis as well so it's lovely to join together and you know support each other that way and if not for her I wouldn't get that opportunity to do that as well so all in all I would say you know the support the support side of things was amazing and it probably was one of the big reasons why we felt we could push forward and get through it together.
0: That's so wonderful to hear that you got that you got the support that you needed at the time and that it was a positive and there wasn't negative language used um, and yeah that's that's a sign that things are moving forward I think and um, yeah and you know you can imagine if people didn't have that that they would continue probably to feel negative about the pregnancy and things like that so i'm so glad that um that you have that support because like you say you did have other children you were both working and you were just really frightened i'm sure when you first got the diagnosis and you didn't really know what what to expect now thinking about as your pregnancy progressed and things lindsay um what was your thinking around how you would feed matilda was breastfeeding even on your radar
1: It was, yeah. When I found out I was pregnant early on, I said to Keith, um, I had this regret that I didn't breastfeed my older two children because I did have them quite young. And I sort of, I didn't really, to me back then, it wasn't important. It was really important for me this time to experience that. I read about the bond it brings and, you know, the health benefits of breastfeeding. And although I wasn't an expert on it, I definitely Really did want to breastfeed even before I find out Matilda was going to have Down syndrome. I did have that, um you know, that want of breastfeeding the baby. So yeah, it was definitely something we spoke about, and it was something that I had insisted on the whole way through my pregnancy. Even you know, in our Matilda's car plan, you know, I was asked what was my thoughts, and I said it's definitely something that I would push to do. No matter what it takes, you know, because we didn't really know how she would be health wise and stuff. So we were sort of made aware, you know, some children with Down syndrome do find it extremely hard to latch at birth, you know, heart conditions can tire them out and um, other things as well. So we just had to wait and play ball and see how how it was going to pan out there when she was born.
0: I I just find that amazing, Lindsay. That you know you did feel like you wanted to breastfeed. You know at the start of that pregnancy, considering that you didn't with the other two. But obviously, in the time that went between having your first two children, as you say, when you were quite young, it's amazing how your your um your outlook changes on things like that. And you probably you know, you'd probably heard different things in that time and thought, oh, it's something I wanted to give it a go. But then add in the fact that you, um, you know, were told that you're going to have a Down syndrome baby and you were told that, you know, there could be issues there with a breastfeeding success. I think that's just amazing. And so, so inspiring that you still were like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, And, you know, I think that headstrong nature and probably really stood you in good stead. Can you tell us a bit about um, how Matilda came to be in the world? What was your birth like?
1: Yeah, so all in all, the birth experience was okay. Um, Matilda was born at 35 weeks and six days of pregnancy. Reason being was they felt like her growth had slowed down quite a lot. So they, they wanted her out um, so they could obviously make sure she's safe and well and everything. So we we decided that we were going to have a natural birth and I was supported with that. Unfortunately, during labour, I think I was around four centimetres, Matilda had decided then she, she turned herself. So she was eight first then and the midwife felt like it was too unsafe for her to, to come out breech. So we decided that an emergency cesarean was going to happen. So out she came. Um, She needed a little help, actually, with her breathing. So it took her a minute or two to come around. But after that, you know, I got to hold her, and and she she looked really well. Um, we didn't know about her heart condition at the time, so for, for eight days we stayed in the neonatal unit with her. We stayed in the parent room, and we had her we had her down with us in the parent room. They were teaching us how to NG feed her, just because she was quite small. She didn't have that strength at the time to even feed from a bottle, never mind the breast. So, so she stayed with us, and we were supported in you know, feeding her and just her general health. So it was only when she was eight days old and we were due to go home with her that they actually found that she had a heart condition that needed emergency treatment. So we were transferred then to Dublin. and um, She had her surgery when she was 13 days old for a coarctation of the aorta. It was a successful repair and uh, there was no issues in terms of her recovery. It was just quite slow... There was queries around her developing neck. She had a lot of the symptoms. So she was took off feeds completely for 10 days. She was put on antibiotics. So there was quite a lot of delays in that sense, getting her home. But we got there in the end. I think it it was around seven weeks when we were discharged home from hospital then with the NG tube. And we just continued on from there.
0: Lindsay, just out of interest, um, wh- why was it? Um, why did it take eight days for Matilda to, for them to find out that she had a heart condition? Is that quite normal to, to, to find out eight days later, or what exactly happened?
1: So in our pregnancy, we were given a couple of extra scans that looked in more detail at Matilda's heart. Nothing out of the ordinary showed up in those scans, so we were led to believe that. Everything was looking great. 50% of babies with Down syndrome are born with a heart condition. So, you know, we knew we had a 50-50 chance. Um, when she was born, she wasn't really showing any signs, you know, of any sort of heart-related issues. It was only when we were due to be discharged that her pediatrician in the hospital just sort of did like a routine check. And sort of he felt her pulses in her in her lower legs and found that they were quite faint. Um. So that is obviously associated to a heart disturbance. So he did an echo and it showed that she had a very severe narrowing in her aortic valve. So that was then a case of bringing her down to uh, Dublin for surgery. So it happened quite quickly because it was the type of condition if had it been left untreated, she could have went into heart failure quite quickly. Um. so thankfully it was picked up. Um, the Ulster Hospital were amazing, you know, in, in getting us sorted and getting us brought down to the Royal and then transferred to Dublin for the surgery and back up again. So we were, she was looked after very well. Um, the surgery took about four hours for her repair and it was extremely successful. We don't have any issues now in terms of the co repair. So she's doing great that way now.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm so glad that that the pediatrician picked up on it. And um, when he did her, you know, that must have been such a relief. And um, I can imagine it was an extremely scary time. But that's amazing, man, that there's no there's no issues now. So fantastic. <laughs> gonna take a quick break in this episode, I wanted to let you know that we've published the first ever Boobing It book. It's called Breastfeeding for Beginners and it's available to buy as an ebook on boobingit.com. It's a positive and practical guide to breastfeeding and it's gonna take you through what those first few days, weeks and months of breastfeeding look like. It's full of honest and practical advice, with real life inspiring stories from women who've breastfed. It also includes common breastfeeding challenges and how to overcome them. And it also talks about the realities of returning to work, socializing and being intimate. I really hope you buy this book for yourself or someone you love. Now let's get on with the show. I Remember when you shared your story on BibbingIt.com that you mentioned that, you know, um, babies who do have Down syndrome, you, you talked about that. Um, is it the, the muscle tone can affect yeah. their latch and things so maybe could you just maybe speak a bit more about that and what your own experience was once um, Matilda was born?
1: Yeah so when Matilda was born um, along with her Down syndrome diagnosis she did have low muscle tone and um, so that sort of set her back in terms of her sucking reflux so she she wasn't really able to latch at birth and um, we didn't know that she had a heart condition until she was eight days old so Mm. at the start we were expressing which was amazing because the hospital provided me with all the support for that while we stayed in the neonatal unit so I didn't find it a struggle then I knew that what I was giving her was the best thing for her at that time it was only sort of as time went on and she had her heart surgery and we still weren't able to get her to latch and I thought to myself you know is this ever going to happen perhaps you know what isn't going to happen maybe she's going to be one of those babies with down syndrome who just can't breastfeed because there was nothing wrong with me as such you know I was getting my supply I was pumping everything was going good it was just it was starting to mentally affect me over time because I wasn't getting that connection with Matilda the breastfeeding mums talk about and you know yourself so I I can't like okay I'm doing this for Matilda's health but I'm I'm not sure if this is going to continue so Matilda was fed via NG tube for eight weeks in total in that time I expressed and we fed her with my express breast milk so during her heart surgery and also after we I wanted her to have the best start in life and for me me giving her that was the best start or the best possible start I could give her because everything else was out of my hands at this point. So as the weeks went on, I sort of thought to myself, you know, perhaps it's not going to happen. You know, I said to my partner, it doesn't seem like she's going to breastfeed. And I did doubt myself and I did think that perhaps our journey was going to end quite soon because I couldn't have imagined myself expressing for a long period of time it's very emotionally draining because you don't get that physical connection that you get when your baby latches you know to your breast so it was very very hard but and there was times I almost did give up for my own mental health but as time went on I sort of felt that she was getting stronger she started to show
0: signs
1: I had a lovely supportive health visitor as well and she she sort of encouraged me as well. You know, she came out to my house. She, you know, placed her on the breast. She, sh- you know, showed me different ways to get her to latch. And even though she didn't at that point, it was just the signs. We were getting the signs that it was Yeah. She really did encourage me. I'm really grateful for that as well. Because if I didn't have that support, I would have doubted myself even more and thought, you know what, maybe maybe, you know, this person's right. The one that told me that babies with Down syndrome are so... Um, babies with Down syndrome do struggle to breastfeed so yeah I could have maybe took that on board a lot more if I Mm hadn't have had support around me so I did and then eventually at eight weeks she we just tried her again and she just took to it straight away just from that first time she um you wouldn't I, I couldn't imagine like those eight weeks of struggle how it took us to get there and then she just it just it was like a click, you know. She just got it, and that yeah. was that. And we haven't had any issues since then in terms of breastfeeding. And she's she's just ticked to like a duck to water from from that point, and it's been amazing.
0: It's not that, that's just fantastic, and you know, for anyone listening, that I'm sure that gives a lot of people hope. Not just people who, and um, maybe have a little baby who has Down syndrome, but for people whose baby isn't um being looked after in new neonatal ward, and you know, they are being uh, given express milk through, you know, the, the tube or through syringe or whatever. And then they're worried. Oh goodness, weeks have gone by now. The baby hasn't latched on. They may never latch on, but it can be done. And the fact that she did it, she just needed to get a bit of strength behind her. It sounds like, and then she was just, and then hopefully when that happened, Lindsay, did you, did you immediately feel that sort of connection, that bond or did it take another uh, uh, another few weeks or whatever to kind of um, to feel that
1: no straight away the first time like I think I have a photo as well because I couldn't believe that it happened because in my mind at the back of my mind I thought it's maybe never going to happen so when when it happened I was like oh my goodness <laughs> it was so emotional and because it took so long to get to that point it really felt like so magical I know uh, I got I got the video recorder. I started recording her feeding and I sent it to my partner and I was like, you're never going to believe what happened. And he knew how hard it was for me to get to that point. So he was really, you know, he was really encouraging and he was so supportive as well. And he, you know, he said, you know, well done. You know, I've seen the struggle that you've been going through and I'm really proud of you both, you know, for getting to this point. So he knew how important it was for me personally um so it, it was a great it was a lovely day
0: oh it- and i'm so glad that you captured that on video because it's not i think until you know down the line in your breastfeeding journey or perhaps even when you finish with breastfeeding that you think oh i wish i had taken more pictures i wish i had taken more videos so the fact that you thought of doing that is so nice because that how, how magical is that to look back on and you know if you ever needed reminding about that you can you know go and go and get your phone and look at the video again
1: Yeah I I do look at it quite a lot now especially because she was still so tiny but you know it just when I look back on it now and see how far she's come it makes me realize you know I made the right decision and just holding on that little bit longer because I knew she could do it I knew she had it in her I just didn't know when.
0: Yeah and like you say um you know the expressing for weeks and weeks on end hours on end you know it can it can be incredibly draining and there's you know some mothers out there that do that all the time and they choose to do that some are doing it through choice or necessity or whatever but yeah i can imagine it how draining it can be and that you you were really for you you wanted that connection you wanted her to feed at the breast and when she did i can ju- i could just imagine how emotional it was um so obviously the, the very start then when Matilda was born, there w- there was big highs and big lows, I suppose, with breastfeeding and, and whatnot. Um, as time progressed, was there were there any other highs and lows throughout your breastfeeding journey?
1: Um, we were questioned, you know, a couple of times around Matilda's weight. You know, there was a query on her centile, you know, where she was placed on the centile chart and things like that. She was a slow gainer. And um, we were sort of encouraged to top her up with formula. From SALT, Speech and Language, um and the dietitian. I did follow that advice for a week or two because I was taking professional advice. Um mm-hmm. I just felt with Matilda because she was so small and she wasn't used to, you know, the formula, and I kind of felt like it was making things worse personally for us. and uh, my breasts were becoming more engorged, I wasn't getting, you know, the milk out as frequently and also, I just think it didn't agree with her tummy as well. So we actually just stopped using the formula and I just thought to myself, do you know what? We're just gonna knuckle down, you know, keep going. I just fed her on demand. And the more I fed her as the weeks went on, she just slowly, you know, gained weight. And for me, I stopped worrying about her weight because I I knew by looking at her, you know, that she was she was looking well, she was looking healthy, she was a lovely colour. I wasn't concerned about her at all and actually as the weeks passed um our health visitor and the dietitian and her pediatrician all agreed that she was absolutely fine without the formula
0: oh that's good
1: so they they were very supportive then that. I think the main worry was just trying to get her to gain weight yeah uh, we, we managed that over time anyway without the the top up so
0: yeah that's good <laughs> and there are those babies that are slow gainers um, you know my two when they were first born you know for the first few weeks of their life not to compare it to Matilda or anything but they were slow gainers and there was concern around they weren't gaining enough um but uh, yeah it was just about feeding responsively and just being more conscious of you know making sure they were getting really good full uh, full feeds each time and just you know trying to top them up as much as possible with the breast milk it's about balancing that professional advice as you say with your own um thoughts and feelings um as a mother as well you know um so since having matilda you know obviously you've become such a big supporter of down syndrome across your social media platforms um what's the big message that you want to get across to people lindsay
1: The biggest message for me would be don't underestimate our children because sometimes they're put into this box of things that they may not do or they can't do or they will be delayed in doing you know and it's like all children are different you know typical children all reach milestones at different points the same with children with Down syndrome you know I follow Quite a lot of accounts on Instagram and some of their babies are walking before they're two, some babies are walking after. It's the same with breastfeeding. Some may breastfeed, some may not. It's your own personal experience and you can't just um, put all, all children with Down syndrome into one box. They're all different, they're all individual and they all learn and grow in their own time.
0: And I, I mean, I personally love following you and Matilda on Instagram, especially because Matilda just seems like the happiest little girl. And I know that she's a budding um, Down syndrome model, Lindsay. um, Maybe you could tell us a bit about her little personality.
1: Yeah, she's really funny. Like, I know everybody says that about their kids. She's (laughs) (laughs) She's so cheeky as well. So we've noticed recently, you know, she's picking up things so well she's listening to everything we say to her and we just uh, we just completed a Makaton course so we're doing a lot of signs with her and we don't really find it that hard to communicate with matilda she may not be able to verbally speak but she lets us know what she needs you know by her expressions you know as well as she'll just It's just the connection that we have with her that we kind of know, you know, we have our own little communication language with her. So,
0: yeah. So, you're learning sign language at the minute?
1: We're learning Makaton. So, it's um, a simpler version then of sign language. And it was created for children with Down syndrome because it's an easier form of sign language. To communicate with them and it has been proven to be very beneficial in communicating with a child with down syndrome so we went ahead with that and we're we're incorporating that into our daily lives now and we're finding that it's it's a very positive thing for us as well to communicate with matilda so all good so far
0: oh that's really good um good luck with all that um So I know it's World Down Syndrome Day on Sunday, the 21st of March. Lindsay, um, perhaps you could tell us a bit more about that and if you're doing anything special on the day.
1: So, yes, it's World Down Syndrome Day on the 21st of March. Normally, we would come together with our local Down Syndrome group, Families with Ups and Downs, based here in Belfast, but unfortunately, because of COVID and the restrictions and stuff around that, uh, we will be virtually celebrating together this year. Um, a couple of exciting things. So Matilda is actually going to be featured in the Belfast Telegraph. Um we had a little interview with that. So it's going to be out sometime this week as well. So keep an eye out for that. We're just going to keep advocating on our social media platforms and also, you know, on our social media, we a lot of the accounts are followers with a child with Down syndrome. So, you know, we're reaching we wanna reach other people as well. You know, we wanna we wanna reach people who don't know, you know that the Down syndrome, you know what what the condition is about as well, and also rich families and mothers who may be going through what I would went through. Some people do have a harder journey than others. I find for us, our lives haven't really changed, you know that much. You know she's just like a baby. She 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 wakes up. You know she needs to bed, she needs to change. She loves to go to the park. Um, she loves to watch cartoons so all in all it doesn't feel any different to having you know my other children I don't see much of a difference.
0: I think that's really really great for so many people listening to hear, Lindsay and your positivity just comes through so much across your social media and here today as well and if anybody does want to find out more about you and Matilda and your journey they can follow you on Instagram it's Mighty Matilda isn't it? It is yeah and uh, there's just loads of gorgeous photos of matilda and loads of empowering and inspiring messages from you lindsay about down syndrome you write in such a wonderful way as well and uh, the way you spread positivity is very infectious and that's why i wanted to have you on today as well because i think a lot of people will f- find comfort in your story as well lindsay so thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast
1: thank you for having us on i really do i'm so grateful and especially because it is coming up towards world down syndrome day so it's just nice to get that message out there to you know new mums who perhaps are struggling and doubting themselves and hopefully they hear this they can say do you know what this gives me a bit of hope
0: yeah definitely thank you so much thank you this episode you can find more breastfeeding stories and information on boobinget.com, and you can also follow the boobingit community on instagram facebook and twitter see you in the next show